that's a catchy tune. Thanks. I wrote it myself. Yes, you did. Um, welcome back to our little talks. This is episode 22. And um, I'd like to begin by talking about something that I read a little while ago about podcasting. Are you ready for this? This amazing fact about podcasting. So um, I was reading about um, podcasting (laughs) 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 and the article I was reading was talking about the success and failure of podcasts. And they had it laid out that um, most podcasts that start out, they get through about three episodes and then they and then they don't make any more episodes. Most podcast endeavors that begin end at three episodes or less. Then the next group of podcasts um, between four to twenty episodes. That's the next group that lasts slightly longer. Uh, There's a slightly bigger group of podcasts that last to 20. However, if you get to episode 21... You meet a a slightly smaller group of people. Right. But if you get to episode 21, you are in the top 1% of all podcasts ever produced as far as length. Wow. So most podcasts don't get to episode... Past episode 3... A smaller group don't get past episode 20, but once you pass 20, get to 21, you're in the top 1%. This is episode 22, so we're, so we're in the top 1% success-wise. we're doing pretty well. Not Even really, though. we've though. been doing this for three years. <laughs> we're not doing as well as we should be. We're only on the 22nd episode. We've been doing this since November of 2020. Well, I'd like to say that since um, it's summer, we'll be making a lot more, but I, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. Now, we say that all the time, like when the holidays come around, we're like, oh, we're going to record three or four episodes during the holidays. We might have done it the first year, but the last two years has not produced. No. I uh, mean, when did we last record? This, uh, we recorded in March, but it had been since November. Episode 20 oh, yeah, was in November. Um, and this is um, this will lead us into our next uh, topic. Uh, but congratulations to us, first of all, for being in the top 1% of all podcasts. So all of you out there that haven't made a podcast, sorry. We We're better get, than like, you. You know how when like YouTubers get like a million subscribers, they get like the play button? We should get something mm-hmm. like that for making it past 20 episodes. Yes, we should. <clears throat> this leads me into my next topic. I watched a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the top 10 things, the uh, annoying things that podcasters do that annoy their audience. So let's roll through this list here real quick. Uh, The first one is bad audio slash no editing. (laughs) We Well. (laughs) um, So I'm going to put a check mark next to each one that we do. Number one, we are guilty of that. I was going to say we are notorious for not editing out things but honestly i would say that i prefer a podcast that is not edited right now because i like uh uh raw footage you know yes i want it to be accurate and it's worth pointing out realistic. that the point of this video that i watched was tell like if you're someone who's trying to monetize and and make us a, 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 a side hustle yeah, yeah. into like a full-time gig as a podcaster these are things that you shouldn't be doing um we're just doing this for funsies. So. Yeah, and um, for... Um, one of the things he mentions in the no editing is um, 
podcast listeners get annoyed if you mention we're going to edit that out and then not edit it out. I think that's really um, funny when I hear a podcast or a video where they're like, "We're going to edit that out," well, and then they don't. That's what we have. We, I I know we've said that at least yeah. three or four it's times. A bit. Like we'll it's edit that out. We're doing and it as a bit. It's a goof. Yeah. Number two, going off topic. Um, <laughs> we we usually have a list of topics, and but we don't announce like here's the four things we're going to talk about. Or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not going to put a check mark on this because we don't really go off topic because our podcast doesn't generally have a topic. I was going to say, I think that depends on the type of podcast because if you're a podcast where like each episode is specifically about one topic, then that makes sense. Right. But if you're just a conversational podcast, then I don't think that that's, I yeah. don't think that that's something that would annoy your listeners. One thing he mentioned was not uh, you shouldn't do is... Um, talking about things that the audience can't see if it's an audio podcast so i'm uh, i'm drinking water right now i'm gonna slurp some water from my detroit tigers uh tumbler did you hear that i did actually yeah number three ads we don't have ads so uh that's two out of three that we don't do so far not bad we don't we're not an interesting enough podcast to be monetized we could um yeah apparently it's annoying I think what they mean sometimes you'll be listening to a podcast and five minutes in and be like, oh, by the way, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Audible or whatever. Yeah, usually if they do like one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end, I'm okay with that. But if it's like every two minutes they have like a – and a quick word from our sponsor, then it's it it's a bit annoying because it cuts the flow of the – Yeah, episode. I know Joe Rogan's podcast. I think if you listen five or six minutes – it cuts out on the talk, and then there's pre-recorded ads that come up. You can you can scan through it and skip it, and get back to the podcast, but it does come up. Usually, I just skip ads in my uh, yeah when I listen to podcasts. So. Number four, um, mentioning your Patreon account, um, asking for five star reviews or reading five star reviews. Thanking your patrons for paying. We don't do that. We don't have any patrons. We don't have a Patreon. I honestly, a lot of these things that that are on this list are not things that bother me. It doesn't bother me if somebody mentions their they Patreon. They just seem like because, givens. Well, I, yeah, like, I feel like a Patreon, that's how a lot of podcast um, creators make their money. Right. So I'm not going to get mad at somebody or annoyed that somebody's trying to support themselves financially. Um, but I guess, yeah, asking for five stars might be a little bit presumptuous. You could just say, leave a rating. Speaking of five stars, we've got to bring back, uh, in a certain, in a next episode, which will be recorded in, um, November via, via telephone, via landline phone, um, when you're off at college. Um, I'm just going to hold a microphone up to the speaker. I forgot what I was going to say. Forgetting what you were going to say. One star review probably segment. Oh, yeah. We had a segment on one episode where I read one star reviews. We need to bring that back. I think we should do an ads segment where we read ads for fake things. Here's what we can do. What We can just have some downtime, like total silence while I get on my phone later and look for one star reviews for restaurants. I mean, you can, always, just be total you can silence. always pause the recording. But we don't do that. That's true. That might be considered editing. All right. So we don't do the first four. Or three of the first four we don't do, so that's good. We yeah. should be making gobs of money by now then. Because we are doing it right. Number five, self-depre- self-deprecating self comments. <laughs> we do that a lot. Yes. 
Uh, I'm usually <laughs> commenting on nobody's listening, which nobody is. That's not really self. Well, yeah, it's not going to bother like, anybody because nobody's listening. I think on one episode, you said what this podcast needs, and then I bumped in and said two different hosts. So <laughs> um, we do that. That's part of the shtick. It's part of the goof. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a little bit of self-deprecating but humor. Is, it's going to get a little check is, mark there. Uh, it's good. Sometimes it can give you a little chuckle. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. I do self-deprecating comments everywhere, at work, at it's home. Just part of your, it's just part of it's your It's just part of um, my personality. Yeah. I have yeah. work coworkers who are like, you're too hard on yourself. I'm like, no, I'm a moron. Um, number six, inside jokes. Um, I don't know. I think we, probably we have, but I don't think it's something we regularly yeah. do, maybe. I mean, no one else is listening, so if we, <laughs> if we do jokes, yeah. it ought to be entertaining for us, at least. Yes, that's true. All right, uh, I'm going to put that with a question mark. I don't know yeah. for sure. Talk over each other. Oh, yeah, we definitely do that. I do that a lot, I'm sure, because I love to talk. Yes. All right, so we'll put a pull, check mark. Pull a check we'll mark put a check there. mark, everybody. Sounding scripted. We definitely do not sound scripted. No, but I do agree that that is something. I think it's cool to have, like, um, an outline of what you're going to talk about and obviously if you're reading some sort of information then i think that that is okay to be scripted because some podcasts are educational podcasts and yes. so like scripting is important <clears throat> if you are scripted you have to be able to read it in a way that doesn't sound like you're yeah just you can't just be like reading in 1953 there was a robbery in a bank you know you have to right. like do it so in 1953, you know, you have to... In 1933, <laughs> the Empire State Building was opened in New York City in Manhattan. Exactly. So it sounds like that. All right, so all right, so out of the first eight, we've only got three check marks I'd and a question mark. I'd say we're doing pretty good. I don't understand, then, why we're not making more money and have more money. Probably listeners. lack of advertising. Number nine, sneezing and coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I think last episode we had some coughing. Oh, there was on. a lot of coughing because I was really sick, as, as I mentioned in the episode. Straight up sneezing into sick your microphone. Sick as a dog for like, since October. And I'm going to do it on this purpose has been the longest stretch of not being sick so far this year, five or six weeks at least. Yeah. Um, and number 10, final one, stating opinions and not facts. Uh, we do I that. I completely oh, we, disagree with we that. We do that, but what's wrong with stating opinions? I think that... Oh, I'm annoyed. Every that's the internet. That's all the internet is—is is people I, stating opinions. I think that <clears throat> sometimes that's what a podcast is for—is for you to state your opinion. If you're doing, like I said before, an educational podcast, then I guess it makes sense that you want to stick to fact. Yeah. But if you're just talking about like a movie that you've seen, I think right. that's the point of the episode. Then is to state your opinions. Yeah. Well, he mentioned. Um, one thing he mentioned was not having broad, um, having a broad, uh, not having broad topic or broad, basically saying broad your podcast should be like a narrow focus. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Like if Which your podcast is, is um, no, well, yeah, it's, it, oh, it's not narrow. It's no. not narrow. It's whatever it's we broad. feel like talking about. It's why it's our yeah. little talks. As we've said before, it's just two people talking. Now we have to end the episode because you said the name of the title. No, I don't. We don't have to end <laughs> Jack. Um, 
Uh, I was going to say back to the part about um, not sounding scripted. There's a podcast called Mr. Sunday Movies, which talks about movies. And it's really funny. It sounds like it's scripted, but they're the two hosts are very natural. So it sounds yeah. like it may or may not be scripted, but um, they sound very natural when they yeah. When they talk. Well, I was gonna say that reminds me. There's like these there's commentary YouTubers who just watch things and they make comments on them. I'm gonna start uh, and they they <clears> script. <throat> it because it's like they're comedy so right. you're supposed to they script them but they read it in a way that is natural and it appears as though they're just discussing yes. it for the first time in front of the camera and so i think that that's you know you have to be able to find that balance of it being scripted but also not sounding scripted yeah. i think yawning is included in number yeah, nine sneezing coughing etc so i think yawning <laughs> drinking water <laughs> All right, um, not being boring, which Cracking we've been knuckles, we've been I very do. boring for the last thirteen minutes and thirty eight. I think we seconds. should add cracking knuckles. To that list <clears> cracking I knuckles, and I'm I'm sure that if clearing you're, your throat, <clears throat> if you um, if you listen, you can hear me. And in our case, knuckles. talking, talking annoys the audience. <laughs> and there's that self-deprecating that comment. You can't say that self-deprecation. Um, we should have a little buzzer. I was just thinking in my head, every, every time, time we, we do something, something that's on the list, have a buzzer, like a <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's number on uh, list number two. Like right now, we're well, we're not off topic. No, we're, we're not talking, off topic. We're talking about the list. All right, so we've bored you long enough, those the two people still ding, listening. Ding, ding. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'll just go ding, ding, no, ding. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> we should just have an air horn. Um, <laughs> you have one in your <clears> office. I don't it, know if it works. I'll hold it directly it. into the microphone and make it. All right. Go speaking down. of off topic, uh, I did another car repair. I've mentioned before oh, how yes, YouTube yes, has yes. been helpful in making car repairs. <laughs> so uh, last yesterday, and then uh, did some tweaks today. I replaced my own ignition coil and spark plugs. So uh, I've on the car I currently drive. I've replaced the PCV valve last summer, and now I've replaced the spark plug and, and ignition coil. Nice. Now, the spark plug and ignition coil, if you took that to a dealership, they would charge you probably seven to $800 with labor to do that. I bought the parts for $160 and did it myself. So I have the there satisfaction. Those of you out there who are spending gobs of money on auto repair, I have the satisfaction of having repaired my own automobile. Now, obviously, there are some things that are too complicated. Yes. Like if they had to take the whole engine out of the <laughs> out of the car and rebuild it or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe if I had the time, but <clears throat> at that point, I would just buy. See, a new when car. I get a car, I'm just gonna bring it to you for repairs. I've repaired your sister's car. I put yeah. an oil uh, oil pressure sensor. More water. I'm out of water already. <laughs> we may have to pause this and uh, so, so I can refill. go refill the and I'll the look cup. up a one star review. <clears throat> <clears throat> maybe. Yes, we'll just, edit this part out. We'll just lift up the table and carry it with us to the kitchen sink. Yeah. That way you can... You we'll edit, or you, I'll just yell as I'm walking down the hallway <laughs> and hope that it records that it, that this it picks uh, up, annoying. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I was going to do the line from The Graduate. Leading into this next part, I was yeah. going to ask you, uh, I was going to say, I want you to listen to me. There's just one word. Are you listening? 
plastics. Oh, yes. There's a big future in plastics. Graduation. Um, You graduated from high school. I did. So now I have two children who have graduated from high school. What? I have the windows open in our, our say, podcast. The windows are open in our, uh, podcast in our podcast studio. So hopefully no one starts. Mo- you don't want open right. windows. So hopefully nobody mows the lawn. But it's really hot out and the air conditioning is off. And I, A, I don't want to turn the air conditioning back on. And B, um, no one's going to hear this anyway. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So <laughs> it doesn't matter if someone's mowing their lawn or driving their four-wheeler up and down the street sidewalk it doesn't matter you graduated from high school yeah let's hear about that tell us about that give Um, us some thoughts well i'll tell you what uh i'm glad it's done i uh, it's a bit of a bittersweet thing yes you're happy to i concur be moving on to the next part of your life but sad that this part of your life is ending right um but i guess i haven't really haven't haven't fully felt that yet um perhaps later on i'll feel that a bit more deeply um, but yeah, I graduated um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and um, it went well. We were not <laughs> uh, my class and I. We really didn't rehearse um, the graduation ceremony that many times, <clears throat> so we were a little bit. It's fine. It was Nobody little, noticed. It was a little off the cuff. No um, one noticed. Uh, but it it went well. We were able to, uh, you know, fake it. And uh, of course, it, it went well, I think. Of course. Um, the only thing was afterwards, I went outside and it was very hot. Yes. There was a lot of people around me. Uh, and um, a bunch of strangers kept coming up and hugging me and yeah, stuff. That's always And so I was very uncomfortable and wanted to go home. <laughs> and so that was a bit of an unpleasant aspect of it. But um, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Do you feel off? Do things feel off now? No. No, I don't no. mean like I'm off from school, but <laughs> mentally, do you feel like, oh, I'm a little off. I'm a little off since you've graduated. You are? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little off. You're off? A little off kilter. I'm fine. I think um, I keep <clears> being <throat> like, oh, I'm not going back. Like, it's like a sort right. of a Right, and surprise. I keep going like, oh, I am going back. <laughs> Darn. But my children won't be there. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little off. I think once I, I go to college, I'll feel a little bit off. Just right, because, it's a new, it's a new like, gig. It's a new it's thing. It's a new gig, yeah. Um, ooh, my microphone tips forward, but ooh, um, we don't want no, that. I don't really feel off. I I thought that I would be kind of like an emotional wreck after graduation mm-hmm. and like day of, mm-hmm. um, but I actually was a little kind of like um, nonchalant about it. Yeah, I sort of unbothered maybe i don't know i i think i was the past or the last two weeks of school i was very ready to be done and so mm-hmm. um i was glad whereas was glad uh, at least over. one of your classmates was being very wistful about things i was i saw them in the hall looking at the pictures from previous school years and yeah and they were they he was saying like oh those were the good old days or um he, he was he was he was a little intimidated by the idea of leaving the bubble and going off into. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a scary thing because mm-hmm. now you're moving on to an unfamiliar mm-hmm. future, uh, um, unfamiliar and uncertain future. But I think also, I feel like it hasn't set in yet, and also, 
um, I was just ready to leave at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think back to the day I say this to people all the time that the day I graduated from high school was a one of the best days of my life and b one of the worst days of my life is because one you're done yeah i mean you wouldn't want to be in school the rest you know till you're 70 eventually at some point it has to it has has to to end end, so you're like okay it's over but also you're sad that it's over you're happy that it's over but you're sad that it's over because you've been with most of these people for 12 years Mm -hmm. and then one day they have a ceremony and you never see most of them again. I actually, I thought about that a lot before <clears throat> graduation. And like, I was like sad about it then. But then now on the other side of it, I'm maybe just because it's over. So now I don't have to like, I'm like, I don't have to think about it anymore. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm also, I'm excited to go to college. And I, um, like the people that I'm really close with will be with me at college. And so I'm not. Yeah. That like, helps. It's Excuse not me. like the people that ding, ding ding ding, the people that I'm close with. Um, I'm not like leaving them yeah. because I'll be with them next year. And that would happen anyway. Um, I would after I graduated. Uh, that following summer, I saw the four uh, friends that I hung out with the most. I saw them during the summer. Yeah. Uh, was when everybody went off to college that I actually that the I thing... spent that summer with my girlfriend and my three or four friends. Yeah. And then they all went off to college out of state. But well, one of my friends stayed here. But those people I see I see or see them the people that I saw then You see now. I see now. I I, I missed seeing all those people every day. Yeah. Even the people that you didn't like or get along with or or annoyed with. But now I still talk to, let me think, one, two, three, four, four or five people from the the class that were. Yeah. Because I found them on the internet and we reconnected. And some of them I stayed in contact with anyway. I think I was more affected and like sad during the last week of school. Right. Like, um,. I was talking to one of my friends and like walking when we were taking senior pictures. And then I was like, I'm going to miss like not seeing you next year. And then like during um, times. You're going like, to miss all... seeing them next year. Did I say not? You said not seeing. You're going to miss not seeing them. You're, you're sad that you won't see them. Oh, you're yeah. going to miss seeing <laughs> I'm, them. I'm sad that I'm not going to see Get them it straight. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like when we would all be together as a class talking, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to miss this. But now that it's over, I'm kind of You don't like, really miss it. I'm like, yeah, it's all You right. can finish reading War and Peace finally. I need to get on that. Yeah, you yeah. do. You need to I get on Because I think I've read it. It's, I started it months ago. Off topic. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you, need to, you can finish War and Peace. Mm-hmm. In War other words, you, when you're not working, you should be d- not on your stupid phone. You should be finishing that book. How many people your age? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. How many people your age have read War and Peace? Answer um, probably a, five. A, de- a decent <laughs> amount. I'm I'm sure certain across the country and the world. Maybe. Maybe Russian. I'm Maybe guessing Russian that kids people in um, in countries where rock and roll is banned. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
or rock and roll is banned and everybody listens to classical music and must read classical literature i'm sure what countries is rock and roll banned? i don't know i'm just <laughs> making stuff up it's like the thing that america's been dumbed down by our popular culture and that there's people that think this way like you know the slavic nations or whatever they're not dealing with these problems or you know <laughs> they're not dealing with the problems of tiktok yeah if they're, i was in czechoslovakia yeah, they're right all, now, i would know, be happy <laughs> they're all reading dostoevsky in russian and and yeah. uh, learn you know going to mass and <laughs> don't <Yeah. know. laughs> i don't know uh, they're all forced to join the they're, everybody has to join the military we should yeah. have that bring that back here or whatever i mean i'm not saying americans aren't dumb we are dumb but <laughs> but i'm also not saying that other people are more intelligent than we are <laughs> now listen you reading war and peace i just finished reading herman melville's moby dick i've had yes. a copy of the book the um 30 years <laughs> And never read it. And then I went and bought the Penguin Classics version and sat okay. down. It took me a month to read it because I was so busy at work. Yeah. Um, but I did finish it. Yeah. Um, it's a great book. It there's a some people believe it's the best book, best novel written in the English language ever. And I don't know how you know that. You'd have to have read every that's... novel ever written in the English language. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> and <subjective>. that's impossible. <laughs> um, it is a great book. Uh. There's the like the beginning part where he sets the stage for the story, and then like the middle section is just he talks about whaling, like mm. the history of whaling and how they catch the whales and how they cut the whales apart. He like explains whaling, and it never gets boring, and he never like for you it never. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, we're about to read about what are you doing now? I can't. You're you probably have a cold. She's drinking out of my water bottle. I'm thirsty. <sighs> anyway. Um, so you're reading about, a, it's a story of them chasing a whale. And by the time they get to the part where you chase the whale, you know everything there is to know about whaling. So it, right Where now, sometimes you're reading a novel and you're like, they're talking about stuff <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> that's Quantum why, physics that's or whatever. That's probably why I find the war parts of War and Peace so boring. Is because they're talking about like, if like if you were Russian, you would un you would have a basic knowledge of the war that they're discussing. In right, the because book. Russians actually you, are educated. Well, not well, they're educated. Over here, <laughs> you think people when when was World War One? Was but that no, in the eighteen like, fifties? Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> if you are a Russian, Russian, you mm -hmm. went to school in Russia. Yes, you are taught about Russian history. All right. So they you have a stuff. basic knowledge of you would the think, historical context of what is happening within War and Peace. Yes. And I am not a huge, or I'm not a by any means an aficionado of Russian um, war history. And so I don't know what's going on, and the names of the and the, you probably the generals have. are unfamiliar to me. Like I know Napoleon, and that's pretty much it. And you probably and have a translation Emperor that Alexander. doesn't have footnotes. It doesn't, which is really annoying because. <laughs> but it was the only one. So that the library yeah, had. but anyways, back to my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually helped me when they get to the part where they're trying to kill the whale to be like, okay, now I know what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish here and then i got that book that you're holding up right now <laughs> ding, ding, it's ding, about the, the heart of the sea either. which is about the whale sh whale ship essex 
Don't try to read it now. Let's stay. Let's stay focused. No, I'm not trying to. Stay focused, okay? So, um, anyways, yeah. yeah. And now I'm. Uh, I kind of. I finished that book. I read another book, Into the Wild, by John Krakauer, about Chris McCandless, the guy who wandered, went off into Alaska, the wilderness, because he wanted to be by himself out in the in the middle of nowhere, and he ended up starving to death. Oh wow. Um. Because, and uh, there's like, uh, anyway, long story. Good book. It was uh, 200 and some pages, but never boring. I finished that one. And now I'm kind of spent the last few days, like, I have a huge stack of to read, and I don't know what to read next. So Yeah. Well. Um, Just got to tackle it. Yeah, but. I got to finish War and Peace, and then I'm probably going to read The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Ah, we should um, have an Age of Innocence book club. <laughs> We could, because do you have a copy? I don't, but oh. I'm sure I can dig one up at the library. Uh, yeah, I, I saw. Unless we have to fist fight over the one <laughs> copy of the library. I saw. Um, well, I have a copy of it. Oh well, then that meant... because I I found it at a thrift store, and I was like, I've heard Edith Wharton is good, and so I I bought the book, and I'm going to read it next. But I also have the Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. I've read I bought, that. I bought that at a. I remember thrift store liking as well. it, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah, so I thought I'd give that a shot next. Um, but I also want to read either Crime and Punishment or The Brothers Karamazov. So I have to decide. Crime and Punishment, another great novel. Which would you recommend? Would you say I should read Crime and I Punishment I think if first? you want to get into Dostoevsky, you start with Crime and Punishment. It's a much simpler story. Okay. It's a complicated Russian novel, so there's yeah. every, <laughs> everyone's got nine, nine different, different names. names. Yeah. But... Crime and Punishment's a little more straightforward, I yes. think. I mean, I think I would say that if you want to get into Skolnikov, that you should read, um, you should read Anna Skolnikov. Karenina first. It's yes. a little, it's a, it's a smaller scale. That's Tolstoy, story. yeah, and that one's a little Which, more straightforward. That is a great book. I've read Anna I Karenina love as that well. Book. Uh, our audience is feeling so dumb right now because <laughs> we're talking about these great Russian novels that we've read. <sighs> yeah. Uh, we're and these just, great literature, we're, and they're um, arguing over which Harry Potter book is the best because they're lame. Yeah, we are clearly academically yeah. superior. Read better books, people. You hear me? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> stop Unless you reading, don't want to. Stop reading trash. Stop reading Colleen Hoover. Who's that? She's like a... Um, a romance novelist mm -hmm. who has been criticized for romanticizing abusive relationships oh. in her in her isn't literature. That, isn't that what Tolstoy was doing? I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I don't. No, but people, but people do read people. People do read Anna Karenina, and they're like, "Oh, Anna and Vronsky were so in love," and I'm like, "They were awful." Like. <laughs> They weren't in love. They weren't in he was love. A, he was a scumbag. He was a scumbag. She didn't know what she wanted in life. She abandoned her child. Oh, don't get me started. They named the book after this lady, and she was horrible. Yeah. But we don't read books for more to moralize against the the uh, characters. I do. No. <laughs> I would say honestly. How about Don Quixote? Anybody out there read Don Quixote? Guess what? I've read Don Quixote. Quixote. Quick sout. Don Quixote. Don Quixote. I've tried to read Catch Twenty Two like four times, and uh, it's it's my brother's favorite novel, but um, it's really hard to get into. It's one of those satire. Have you comedy ever read The books. Great Gatsby? Uh, 
three or four times, yeah. Was it good? I like it. I think I should probably read it just because it's like there, a, it's a classic. Yeah, you know? there are some classic books that people like to Oh, I hated that book. It wasn't that, wasn't that good. Yeah. One of them is The Great Gatsby. Yeah. The Catcher in the Rye is another one. Where yeah. People are like, oh, I hated that book. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a lot of people that anything considered a classic, they stay away from it because it's, yeah, it's you know, old part of the Western stuff. canon. And, it's, uh, and they associate that with racist old white people. But the Western canon includes people like... Um, Ralph Ellison, um, James Baldwin. Can't even think of any. <laughs> James Baldwin, Toni Morrison. So get out of here. With I do this. want to read Toni Morrison. I've heard. Is it beloved or beloved? I've read that. That one's a little. That one's kind of a, a ghost story kind oh, of. Oh, interesting. I've never. Uh, who's the other guy? I just I can't think of his name at the moment. I feel like maybe he did more poetry than novels. African-American author? I believe so, yes. More poetry? Yeah, I think he did poetry. Richard Wright? Maybe uh, he, he wrote the thing about... Um, you should read Black Boy by Richard Wright and... Um, what's the other one? I've read both of his books. There's a book books. that you have that's uh, like a, a um, an autobiography of a woman who was enslaved. And I wanted to read that, but I it's not on the shelf where it used to be. Um, it used to be with your Lincoln stuff, but now it's gone. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the other Richard Wright. The other Richard Wright book, Native Son, Native Son, and uh, Black Boy, both very good books. You should read them. Hmm. And you should read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Yeah, I should give it a shot. That's a very. It's. Do you have it? I have a copy of it. Yeah. Um, what is his name? It's like it starts with a T. It's kind of like a weird first name, and then like a shorter last name. Uh, the Coates guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't only. Really, I'm not. I don't know much about uh, poetry. You'll. You definitely will know the name. Uh, I'm sure I will once I've heard it. But yeah. So anyway, booktube, book talk, book talk. So I'm gonna select another book. Um, if you like Steinbeck, the two best for me are East of Eden and The Grapes of Wrath. If you want to read some Steinbeck, James Dean. Um, uh, Hemingway. I like The Old Man in the Sea. That's another one that people, ah, I hated The Old Man in the Sea. I liked it's just it. Just a story about an old man fishing. That's really not. Um, the Sun Also Rises, I've read as well. Nah, that's okay, I think. I've had a copy of For Whom the Bell Tolls for a long time. I read half of it once, like 30 years ago. Langston Hughes. But I haven't been back to it. Yeah, Langston Hughes. Um, Shirley Jackson, any good? I don't know. I read one story of Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. <laughs> I'm not into uh, people who tell spooky stories so much or scary stories or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, his writing is atrocious. His really? stories are atrociously I written. I like the um, they, Telltale He's heart. like George Lucas. Great ideas, <laughs> but he doesn't know how to pull it off. I liked the Telltale Heart. That was good. I don't know. I just trying to read some of his stories. I'm like, this writing is abysmal. Well, it's just not your. T- it's just not. No, your he's a terrible <laughs> writer. Um, he's a hack. Let's face. <laughs> uh, for anybody out there who likes Edgar Allan Poe, you're not listening, so I don't really care. But um, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you need. You, yeah. You might as well be reading Harry Potter. It's the same. It's. 
It's terrible. Yeah. Should we move on from literature? We're boring our... Yeah, I mean, we can. Ding, ding, self-deprecating <laughs> comments. What about the life and times of Tristram Shandy? You ever read that? No, but I know... I. I've always was, seen the book on your shelf, so I know the name Tristram So the reason Tristram why I have Shandy. Tristram Shandy on there, um, Thomas Jefferson, I, as you know, I have a huge library of books about Thomas Jefferson. Yes, you do. And um, an, an older gentleman who had a collection of Jefferson books um, was moving, and he gave me a bunch of them. And Tristram Shandy was included in that book, in those books, because Jefferson... Um, is it an it's a biography? It's a novel. Oh. Jefferson didn't really like fiction that much, but he did like Tristram Shandy. Oh, okay. And when and there's a scrap of paper that's in the archives of him writing a line from Tristram Shandy and then the rest of the line is written in his wife's handwriting. Oh, that's interesting. And it's written while she when she was in I think when she was on her deathbed. Huh. It was something they both had memorized, and they was it and they wrote it, and he saved it. I can't remember the line. I'd have to look it up, but I ain't got time for all that. Look it up, <laughs> Tristram Shandy. So that um, was uh, you don't have to look it up right now. Just seriously, seriously, we don't we don't want to bore. I mean, we don't want to bore the audience yeah. any more than we already are. Now is Maya Angelou? Here's the part where I say this is not a good episode. I've done that before too. Is Maya Ding ding. Is she's Maya, a poet. She's a poet. You okay. didn't know it. I was going to say I didn't know I've if not, she was I've not read much Maya Angelou. I don't like poetry much. Yeah. I like a certain kind of poetry. I be- think it's good for you to read poetry and perhaps memorize poems. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that my favorite poet is um, read you a poem. A couple is, of poems. Um, let's read, let's Shel Silverstein. And now it's time for Poetry Corner. Is this a poem you've written? No. This oh. is a, a poem by Miller Williams, who was Lucinda Williams, the songwriter, singer-songwriter. It's her father. Okay. And she wrote, she turned this into a song. It's called Compassion hmm. by Miller Williams. I think I've heard this before. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems conceit, bad manners, or cynicism is always a sign of things no ears have heard, no eyes have seen. You do not know what wars are going on down there where the spirit meets the bone. Ah, yes. I have heard that And then she turned it into a song. Have compassion (laughs) for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. Even if they don't want it. Can you please put the phone down? No, I want to see And then here's this poem by Emily Dickinson. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm looking up the poem. No. Oh, so that's compa- here's here's a second poem. This is called If I Can Stop One Heart From Breaking by Emily Dickinson. And it goes as such. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life the aching or cool one pain or help one fainting robin unto his nest again, I shall not live in vain. Well, there you go. It's pretty good. I I wrote those I wrote those two poems in my commonplace book. <laughs> All right, what are you doing? We need to move on. I think we should um What you we can't have podcasts where one of the hosts no, is staring so at their phone. There's a poet a poet named and, Rupi Carr. Uh, and uh her style of poetry is something that I dislike. You can't see, but I'm throwing my head back right now. This oh. is a Rupi Kaur 
car Are you going to read this to us? Yes. This, I mean, I just read two it's pretty good poems. Good. <laughs> well, why would you want to ruin everything? Just listen. Here's the poem. This Ruby the, Carr, if you're listening, I apologize for her poem. saying terrible things this about is the your whole poem. poetry. Go. And here you are living despite it all. That is the whole poem. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We began with honesty. It makes Let you us think. end in it, too. It makes you think, right? It does right? not. No. <laughs> and he, what, read it again? I just, I just swiped and away. And here you are. And here you are living despite living it all. Living despite it all. Yeah, exactly. I think that I it can, can be thought-provoking. However, I don't believe that it I is poetry. I know what she's getting at. I understand, but I don't think it's Let's poetry. move along. Let's move along. And um, our final topic for this evening. Hey, we went to see. So, um, as you may or may not know, which you don't, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in theaters this weekend and um, one night this week as part of, uh, here's an advertisement for Fathom Events. Fathom Events. Thank you. Sorry, I, the name of I it. couldn't remember it either. I had to think so it. we went to see Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, Sunday evening. The first time I've seen it on the big screen in the movie theater in over 40 years. I've first probably time seen I've it. ever seen it. I've probably seen it, seen it before. <laughs> over 30 times in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. The first two or three times in the movie theater in 1981. Um, but ever since then, it's always been on VHS or DVD or Blu-ray or whatever now. So it was interesting to go back and see it on the big screen as it was originally intended. Mm. What were your thoughts? Give us your thoughts. Well, on first of all, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably on the big screen. Is probably one of my favorite movies. I As, and <laughs> I, I, me too. There, hold on, I'm stuck. And I as well. <laughs> there are certain movies that like are very nostalgic for me, but also I think that they are truly very good movies. So I would rank it among such movies as uh, Back to the Future, um, Star Wars. Those sort of mm. movies that were shown to me as a child because mm-hmm. they were movies of mm-hmm. your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like sp- specifically Raiders of the Lost Ark, but Indiana Jones. Um, and so I was excited at the prospect of seeing it in theaters because that's like pretty pretty cool experience, and I I truly enjoyed it. Movies. Were meant to be seen on a large screen. <laughs> At least they used to be. I don't know that they, when they compl- when they make them now, especially if they go straight to streaming. I'm not sure. But this was a big, loud. Um, this was cinematic cinema. Mm-hmm. I like cinema. Um, here are some th- here are some observations <laughs> okay. of having seen it on the big screen mm-hmm. for the first time in 40 years. One, the facial expressions of the actors. Mm-hmm. They're obviously there when you're on the TV, but when you if you watch them on the big screen, you like oh, you just notice the acting that's going on with facial expressions. Yes, because of the size of the picture, mm-hmm. and that it was filmed with the director being like, "You've got to act without saying anything. You're reacting to something." Yes. Um, so those things were noticeable. I also noticed several scenes where an actor had. Like insects and like a flies crawling they're on their very face. Very insecty in that movie. Well, they're filming in Tunisia. Yeah. They're filming in out in the great outdoors. Well, that and also they're filming in, um, like, 
inhabited areas of Tunisia um, and food establishments. So there's going to be flies, you, you know, and things. Yes, and I'm sure they didn't, they weren't like, oh, we're reshooting because there was a fly on you. Filmed they on probably, location. They probably were just like, oh, well, no, it was a good take. It doesn't matter. There was a fly right. on you. Filmed on Except location. Except that one where it lands on... Um, Belloc's, Belloc's face, face and it crawls like into goes his mouth. into his mouth. And I've read about that scene. I don't scene. think it goes into his mouth. It does. I think it flies away. I've read about that scene before, and it did go into his mouth. Because he... he talked about it happening. <laughs> um, But having said that, that's what happens when you shoot on location. Uh, instead of shooting in front of that screen they used to use for the Mandalorian yeah. or whatever, there's actually, like, bugs and stuff. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this because it's last real. night when we came home from the movie. It's real. Is that I think that CGI can be considered a like valid form of um, media production. Sure. However, I think that it's more impressive and I personally enjoy it more when it's filmed on location or things are done using practical effects. I just think it's more... Um, I think it looks better, and I just—it's more impressive to me. Yes, like for instance, the actors are sweaty and dirty because they're filming somewhere that's hot and dusty, and they're just getting that dust on them naturally. Yeah. Whereas if you're filming in a on a sound stage or something, they have to do things to dirty up your costume. Yeah. They're just getting sweaty and dirty. Yes. And I and the absence of CGI because obviously it wasn't available in 1981. Everything is filmed either on location or on a real set. The flames in when the building's burning are real flames, even though they're mm-hmm. they're controlled. They're not computer generated flames. Yeah, I think that the um the the vehicles are all real. The horses they're all, all the, real. Everything's real. Yeah, everything exploding is real. All the explosions are real. I think that um and I think that a lot of that is missing now in the sort of clean, sanitized, carefully controlled computer environments of modern Yeah, I was gonna quote, say I think that film making, <laughs> if that's what you'd like to call it. I think that like, modern I'm sorry, the Lord of the Rings movies, it's none of that looks real. None of that's convincing to me. I understand they're a lot of that is practical effects. I understand that. And filmed on I location. But that. there are things that are CGI as well. Yeah. I would not say that the usage of CGI um, makes a movie It's a good bad, supplement. It's, but it's I a, think that modern filmmaking is reliant upon... Too heavily. ...on CGI because you're like, it's oh, well, we can just we can just CGI it instead of, you know, taking the time to build yeah. a set or... Um, go somewhere and it's easier but i think that that doesn't make it it's not a good replacement for it no. because it cheapens it cgi is a good supplement to practical effects and location shooting but like if you watch a movie where there's a fight scene with superheroes and it's all cgi and the camera can kind of go wherever it's yeah. it's overstimulating and it feels fake whereas when you're just having a fist fight by an airplane on a dusty runway um it's it's you're limited so you can't have the camera just spinning you actually can see what's happening yeah rather than letting the special effects dictate what's going on and that's what this movie 
reminds me is, hey, they used to have to, you just, they didn't know any better. They just, yes. you just filmed it the way you could. That's what's so impressive to me about movies like um, Labyrinth or The Dark Crystal is that everything is um, practical. It's all practical effects. In-camera tricks. Yeah. And even if I know that, like, we've talked about both of those movies on the podcast before and, like, we've said, like, well, they're not, like, the greatest movies ever, but the they're visually entertaining because of the way that everything was created. Anybody can it's make real a movie. sets, it's real costumes, it's real puppets. Anybody so can make a movie cool. in a computer now. Entire movies are made in computers. So Which at that point I think that just becomes an animated movie. And that's okay. That's a like I said before, that's a valid form of filmmaking, but um when you take a live action movie and then like you put those much and then when you put CGI I prefer hand drawn animation. I think. Yeah, but now that's considered too time consuming and too expensive. Um, but that's a little bit. It's in a hundred percent more impressive than computer animation. I think that but computer a, animation is a skill, it's and fine. it's it's something but, that takes a lot of work and a lot of um, skill and learning. And sure, it is very interesting to me to see how everything is animated. You draw and put a character, together. you put it in a computer, and you manipulate that one. Well, ha- like if you've ever seen like the behind the scenes for the movie Brave. Is very interesting because they talk the about like how um, I was to say I don't think you've ever even seen the movie, but <laughs> fell asleep the one but time the, I tried to um, watch it. Like they had to animate each individual blade mm-hmm. of grass, and like they had to study how grass moves in the wind and stuff like that. And I think that that sort maybe of they thing... should have spent more time on the storyline instead of making good... the making Brave the is a very grass. Yeah, right. Let's um, get back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what this was supposed I'm to be. I'm in the middle Off of Off topic. Sentence. Ding, ding. I'm in the middle of a thought. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think it's very interesting to see how different animated We've films were made. We've only got 10 minutes left. Because they are, they are they're very, they can be very intricate. And I think that that's interesting because it is a skill and a talent. But I am more interested in practical effects speaking of practical <laughs> effects um one thing i'd forgotten about raiders of the lost ark very violent lots of shooting yeah lots mom kept of... leaning over to me going there's a lot of death in this movie well yeah it was she she leaned over to me at one point and said what was this rated and i said pg and she laughed her head off she's like i can't believe that there's no gruesome oh the guy getting you don't see him get hit by the propeller, but they show the blood splatter all that over the place. That scene plane. still makes me like, even though like I, they don't show anything. A lot of shooting. I think it's just the thought like, of it. seeing people being shot. Or the guy that gets run over by the car. The guy gets run over, but they always, they always, yeah, it's always implied they mask it very well. Um, well, I mean, there's a shot of like a car going off of a cliff, and you see like the yeah, bodies. those are clearly dummies. That was the one stunt in the movie that was fake. Yeah, because they like didn't want every to try stunt off, yeah. in the movie was that. Is it models? Yeah, well, that was a model with dummies going off of a side of a table or something, oh, like yeah. a matte painting behind it. But every stunt in the movie, real deal. Mm-hmm. Guys sliding under the truck, being dragged behind a truck, climbing over trucks, riding on horses, um, all real impressive stuff. Um, and then 
What was the other? There was another comment I was going to make. Lots of death. Lots mm-hmm. of shooting. and. One thing that I um, noticed or just at least thought about when we saw it in the theater as opposed to when I saw it just on the TV is that I really like the chase sequence. And I think what makes it so good, which is I mentioned a, this It happens to you. in stages. Yes, but I mentioned this to you yesterday is that it's not constant action. Like there are there's yeah, guys in crawling in and they fight and into the van and they fight, but then also there's scenes or there's parts where he's crawling across right. the roof of the truck. So it builds tension and anticipation. And the intensity because, builds. Yeah, because you're like, oh no, he doesn't see him. He's on the roof or whatever. And then he, you know, they have their fight, and then you move on. It's like a professional wrestling match from when I was a kid, <laughs> where the good guy would start out. He's he's winning, and then the bat, then the heel. Yeah. He starts to do things, and he gets the upper hand, and then the good guy starts to get the upper hand really short amount of time, and then the heel does some sort of reverse move when he isn't expecting it. He takes control of the match, and then when it looks like it's all over for the the good guy, he does one move at the end and takes the heel out and wins the match it's like it's, yeah it's storytelling anticipation and, and building which is tension one of the things that this is off topic i don't know if pro wrestling still does that or not i don't really watch probably I not don't watch it at all this but. is the this is another thing that's off topic but in the movie back to the future the last sequence we're talking about raiders of the lost ark yeah but we're having a conversation <laughs> so within conversations you're we're able off to, topic ding ding you can bring in other <laughs> topics of conversation um so this episode's horrible in back anyway. to the future the last ding, scene ding. Anyway. where they um where marty's trying to drive the car to hit the wire and the lightning like there it takes that, longer than it really would have but yes, they build the tension but they build the tension and every yep. single time i see that movie i am still worried at that scene even though i know exactly what happens Mm-hmm. I the the anticipation like is still there, and so it's like I feel like one of the best examples of of a good like action sequence. Yep. In a movie. So there's that famous argument people have been making that if Indiana Jones wasn't in Raiders of the Lost Ark, everything would happen exactly the same. He's unnecessary. The story untrue. You do you've debunked it. Number one. He's the one that finds the ark. Yes. They would have never found it. They wouldn't it have without found him. it without him. Um, number two. Actually, no, that's not true. Because the only reason he found it is because he has the medallion from Marion. But if he hadn't saved Marion, they would have gotten the medallion from her and they would have found it. She didn't have the medallion anymore. She ha- No, she did. Oh, you mean when they go to. When they go to the bar, if Indiana Jones had that's saved true. her. They, um, they would have gotten the medallion from but her. If the only reason they didn't have but the medallion But the story is, is not about the Ark. The story is about Indiana Jones. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, regardless the, of whether he was be, irrelevant What made or me think that was when he's holding the bazooka and he's going to blow up the Ark. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, go ahead, do it. He's like, you want to see it open as much as I do. He had to be there. For that moment, like this is a story about him, not about finding the ark. Yeah, it's just about his, <coughs> and his, yeah, his adventure. And, and then when the ark, it, yeah, wipes out all the Nazis, he has to be there to take it back to Washington. I D. think C. that it's very interesting that within so, within the context of the movie, not only does God exist, 
but God sees fit to spare Indiana Jones <laughs> from. Well, it's because they didn't look. Yeah. But all, I always thought it was like, oh, their intention was pure or they had like, um, they had, well, but I guess not really because they wanted triumphs it, over evil. They wanted it in a museum, which is like, right. I've always been like, not the place for the Ark of the Covenant. But. And as you mentioned earlier tonight, there's the, um, the great screenwriting, um, tactic of having characters that require exposition to be explained to them. As they stand in yeah. for the audience. Yeah, because it's the scene where the guys from the government come to the university that Indiana Jones... William Hootkins is one of the actors. Oh, really? <laughs> teaches The school that Indiana Jones teaches at, and then they have him... They don't know anything about. They don't know the anything about it. Not only does Tannis. that, not only does that introduce the entire storyline and introduce like the bad guys and um, the goal of the film, but it also helps the audience understand what the ark of the covenant is and then like the um the legends and like mythology behind it and then um like it explains to you how they need to find it like the thing about the staff of raw and the well of souls mm-hmm. and the map room that way like when you get to that part they don't have to explain it then because the ar- audience is already aware already of what's going to happen like we're like now i i know what they're doing right and it, it's done in a very natural way it's all explained ahead of time so that when you get to it you already know what they're doing yeah it's done in a very natural way because sometimes in other movies they have exposition but it's just it's done in a way where you're like okay but clearly the, this is exposition but it's the sign of a good screenwriter <laughs> and good story planning that they have a story, and then instead of as they go along, like, what's this room? This is called the Well of Souls. I need that staff so that I can go. Yeah. It's all already planned out and explained ahead of time, so as they go through it, you don't have to stop and explain everything. Yes. Or you don't have to go, what's, what's happening here? And the thing about, Le- uh, not, I almost said her name, my friend and I <laughs> were talking about this. So that was close. That we was almost close. had to add it. Where um, First time we were ever. talking about, in older movies that dialogue is better in older movies and it was in the scene where he's explaining everything not only do we understand like the plot but we get the backstory of him and like abner ravenwood and Mm -hmm. um because he says like do you know where he is and he says like well we've had a bit of a falling out i'm afraid and so like not only is he explaining it to the characters but he's explaining it to the audience and it's done in a way that's natural yes. instead of him just just being like someone saying to him hey you remember marion or whatever like but you know what older good older movies are also good at knowing when to not use dialogue there's yes. a shot okay Sometimes so when he's explaining the staff of ra and the whole thing and he's getting excited about what he's talking about they cut to um denim elliott's character watching him explain things and being excited you can see he smiles like yeah he's you know ah oh, this is he's he's, he's excited him. watching him be yeah. excited You're and then when they're friend, explaining yeah. the army guys are explaining something about going after the ark they show indiana jones standing by the chalkboard where he drew the staff of Ra, he's and looking he's looking at, at it and he's his eyes are excited and he's smiling so they're using they're showing, not telling. As the, as yeah, the you're as an audience, you're able to see this is something that. And he's these very are things I picked about. up on that yeah. I didn't. You notice it more on the big screen because of the facial expressions are more mm-hmm. prominent. 
things like that. Yeah, so. since it's larger, you're able to, to see it better. Yes, exactly. I think it's a really great movie. Uh, thumbs up. Oh, this is Siskel and Ebert. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up for Raiders of the Lost Two Ark on the big screen. Two enthusiastic. And that brings us, of course, to the um, the newest Indiana Jones movie <laughs> will be coming out. And I'm I'm about twenty eighty against going to see it. I don't really want to see it. My thought on it is that it's unnecessary. It and I would have preferred if they hadn't made it. But also, I am a sucker for um, nostalgia. And that's why I would just watch the old movies well, again. Well, but, like, I got, like, weirdly emotional watching the trailer. That's the way it was designed. It was <laughs> designed for you designed, to come yes. see it. Because I was like, oh, wow, like, but do and you the way want, that the I don't music really, cues with him playing, it's very I don't tugging really, at your heartstrings, you know? I don't really, but I don't care about that. I don't really care to see old man Indiana Jones. I mean, the the thing about Indiana Jones was he was young, and yeah, I just don't want to see old man Indiana Jones. I don't want to see, I don't know. I I I was fine with the fourth movie. A lot of people don't like it. I was fine with it. Seemed like a good, solid way to just not as good as the others, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. The other two aren't as good as the first one. I would say that. Yeah, the think first the one is are... the best one. The second one I don't like, and the third one is my favorite. But I still think that the first one is better. I just enjoy the third. I, I if like they had the... never made another one, it would have been fine. Like, you weren't, like, clamor. They made more, which is good. But this one, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I don't need to see it. I'm going to see it. Fine. I'm not going <laughs> to hold you back from that. I but I'm just that... like. Like it, I said, I think it was unnecessary and that I would be fine if they hadn't made it. But also since they like, are making I'm it, very, I'm going to go see I'm it. I'm very happy that I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. I haven't seen any of the sequels. I'm just not interested. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would be, but I'm just like, that was a good movie. I, you don't need to tell me anymore about it. I think a lot of people, their thing, There's though, a lot is, of movies where I've seen sequels and thought I should have just stayed with the original. A lot of people allow it. sequels to ruin the movies for them like they they watch like star wars is a good example where they watch the sequels and they're like oh you've ruined star wars but for me my thinking is if you don't like the last three movies don't watch them just watch the first just watch the originals and even though you have the knowledge that those movies exist you don't need to acknowledge them and you don't need to but they're out there and you've seen them and they're in your head yes and i understand that that's like frustrating so to me i'm like like, you know what i'm just gonna it's like sometimes you you have your friends when you're younger and you see them again when they're older and you're like i i (laughs) should remember them well i want to remember them the way they were and i don't like them like seeing them the way you know if they're beaten down or whatever now um you want to just remember i guess uh, sometimes when people in your family get old and sick People don't like to go visit them because they're in their deathbed and like my last memory is going to be of them. I think that... And you're like, I want to just remember them as they were. That I I understand that and like I don't like the sequels. And that (laughs) is why I will not be going to see The Dial of Destiny. I in like um And that my friends if we're using Star Wars as an example We're I, not, you are. I am, yes. <laughs> if I'm using Star Wars as an example, I watched the sequels and the prequels and I don't like them. However, that does not stop me from enjoying You like the, the originals. Sequels. I like the first two sequels. 
I thought they were unnecessary, and my opinion. They on were them, all my opinion unnecessary. On, my opinion on them has changed since I first saw them, um. But I don't allow them to ruin the experience for me for watching right the there. That poster on the wall. That's it. That's all you needed. The first ten years. The first ten years. The first three movies of Star Wars. That's all yeah. you needed. And I can still watch those and enjoy them. You're not a real. You're not without. a true fan. <laughs> Do you, do you know if you read the Thrawn trilogy? <laughs> you should have read the Thrawn. You've never seen the Clone fan. Wars. You watch the Clone Wars. You're not a real fan. You didn't watch the original Andor? trilogy. Is terrible. The special effects are so antiquated. <laughs> they don't even spin their lightsabers. Yeah, that much. I mean, there's hardly any light. The lightsaber fights are so slow. There's like emotion and like context. I guess if you if you consider the most important thing of Star Wars is laser swords, well, then I is... can see where the original movies would um, not be your yeah. cup of tea. But if you like good storytelling and good acting, um, then the original trilogy should be your uh, should have been good enough yeah. for you. Well, like this is something that we discussed on the camping. Trip. Well, anyway, guys, that's that about I, wraps it up for us here tonight. The camping trip that I recently went to or went on was that. Yep. Um, there is no saying like um, that enjoyment is can be subjective because on camping no on anything we were talking oh. about like what's the best Marvel movie and then we were like that is well, subjective how can you know? there's a hundred Th- that's of them. subjective because I have my favorite and I might think that that's the best but everybody has their own priorities and the different things that they're looking for in a good movie so if you are someone who prefers like um comedy you might think oh i thought guardians of the galaxy was the best marvel movie but if you prefer uh like um ensemble cast and like large scale uh, movies you would say like oh endgame was the best so i think that's something with the prequels people get upset if you don't like them and it's like well you had a different yeah. priority when you were watching i them. don't know you wanted to see cool lightsaber tricks but that's not something i care about or you were a little kid when they came out and you were like we were. We were like now the people my age think Return of the Jedi isn't as good as they thought it was when they were a kid because you've learned critical thinking skills and storytelling <laughs> and you realize that half of the movie is the same plot as the first movie and you were cynical so you think the Ewoks, which you thought were funny and cute when you were a kid, now they was just they were just designed to sell toys. Um, and so the same care. thing happens with... <laughs> Um, but would so you're nostalgic for the for them, but you've, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking Return about. The so Jedi. the older kids, older people don't like the prequels because the acting and dialogue and storytelling are second rate. Ah, oh, we're talking about Star Wars again. I just, <laughs> I thought we were done with this. Every time we, um, I just, I don't want to talk about. Star every Wars time anymore. we have a podcast, we we I'm always sick of Star Wars, somehow... sick of laser swords. We always somehow bring up Jim Henson, which I brought up Labyrinth yes, and The Dark Crystal yes. and Star Wars. And we're talking I about know, that but it's just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, we don't have to talk I about it anymore. And I don't want to talk about anything anymore. This episode is over. You always, I we're feel like done. We always get to a point in the episode where you just kind of start to. Uh, yeah, we're past the one re- hour. You start to regret and you have a, a <laughs> breakdown and you're like, let's just, you feel shame and you're just, let's just end this. I should have been reading a book. No, it's like usually after the first, after the hour and then, and then we get like a little short second wind, but it's hot in here. The air conditioning's not on 
and it's hot in here. I'll we've been say talking for an hour. Is what I was going to say before you started t- saying you didn't want to talk about Star Wars anymore, which is that R- uh, Return of the Jedi always makes me cry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So bottom line, not going to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mom and I are going. Um, Indy, Indy, Indy woke, Indy woke, uh, Indy, uh, Indy woke Jones <laughs> for all the people out there that are, uh, are waiting for the, uh, you know, inevitably Phoebe Waller bridge is, um, humiliating him by being able to do things that he's old man. He can't do. Those guys are all on the war path already. I just don't want to see it. Cause I just don't see. I, I love Phoebe Waller bridge. And so. I also you would. You I, would. I think she's a great actress, and um, isn't she the voice of the robot in uh, the solo yes, movie? Yes, she is. Um, however, the, the feminist robot that wants equal rights for robots. Robot, yeah, pretty cool. Um, but anyway, I like Phoebe Waller Bridge, so that's another reason that I want to go see it. Mm, yeah, like she's her. a real movie star. Her sister, Isabel Waller Bridge. Um, <laughs> composed the music for the um, adaptation of Emma. Oh, yeah. Well, I would say you know what? Maybe I will go see the Dial of Destiny then. Because yeah, I think you should. No, I would would like to see it with you, but I will not force you to go see it. I would like to remember remember him as he was, as he were. It's getting it's getting absolutely terrible reviews. By the way, I'm still gonna go see it. I know you are, because you'll go see any trash that they throw out at you. <laughs> you're you're a sucker. You fall for all these these uh, nostalgia bait movies. That's why I like. That's why I like the um, Mary Poppins Returns. Is because exactly, it's the exact same movie as the first one, but they play it on your yeah. nostalgia strings, and you're and, willing to accept well, yeah. massively inferior versions. Well, yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's. <laughs> But, hum one of the sing no. sing hum two of the songs for me. You can't. Okay, trip the light, fantastic. You can't do it. Da, 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 oh wow, that's a memorable da, little da, ditty. Da, 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 Boy, that's catchy. Da, 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 you know what? I can't. I don't understand and, um, why that isn't as memorable. The and place where the lost things as go. popular as da, Spoonful of Sugar da, 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 or Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Boy, that you know what? That's when I hear that, it's like hearing the theme from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that's how memorable I it is. I actually do like the, the music that's in that movie, and I <laughs> oh, really, yes, it's very good music. It's not as good, yeah, or it's not anywhere it's not near, as as the, it's um, impossible to reach those heights, but they didn't even get close. I think, um. Like I was saying before, nostalgia. This whole episode is turning into a rant against modern <laughs> cinema remakes um, and reboots. The thing, like I said, because the thing, they have no good ideas left. Like I said, the thing that gets me is uh, is um, nostalgia. Like there's a scene in um, these headphones are making my head sweat. <laughs> scene in Mary Poppins Returns where George, or uh, not George, Michael Banks yells at his kids and then like sinks into a chair. While they're being sad, and then like the, the I don't remember and that. then the um the the song uh, an orchestral arrangement of um the life I lead from the original one plays in the background, and I'm like that's the song that is dancing. That's the song from the good version of Mary <laughs> Poppins. And so it just gets me. That's the song from the movie that people remember. Things things in in movies that 
That's called a member berry. That pay homage. A and member by berry. pay homage, I mean um, cash in on people for call, money. People call those member berries. Member berries? Yeah. You play that, oh, you it makes you remember. With... Or when you're watching uh, Mandalorian and there's an ATST. Oh, it's an ATST. <laughs> it reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. But like I was saying, member berries. things that pay homage and by pay homage. Member berries. I That's mean... going in the title of this episode. <laughs> member berries. <laughs> things that pay homage and by pay homage, I mean cash Ripping in on off. for money. Yeah, member um, berries. Make me emotional. Nostalgia bait. They make me emotional. And so I'm like, oh, I like that. Okay. So I will, are we done here? I will <laughs> be seeing the new Indiana Jones. Indiana movie. Jones and the Dumb Dial of Destiny. Exactly. Let me guess. And I like Mads time Michelson travel. Or Let me guess. There's gonna be time travel. Mikkelsen. So I'll go see it. One thing I do like about Indiana Jones movies: lots of dead Nazis. That is good. Lots, I like seeing dead Nazis. Lots of dead Nazis. Sorry, I know I'm supposed to be like, oh, those poor people. They, they were just... people too. And they were no. Nazis. No. <laughs> it was like when um the the scene where the 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 um swastika gets burned off. Um, of the mom leaned crate. over and goes, God doesn't like Nazis, and I said, No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Apparently, not in the, not in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg once said he regretted making the Nazis the bad guys in those two Indiana Jones movies. Really? What was his reasoning? Be- after he did Schindler's List. He said I made it oh. because he felt that it was too cartoony. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like they were, people were actually affected by that. So, But I think it's good, like, historical. Yeah. 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 But he also says he regretted re uh, doing a special edition of E.T. where... The FBI agents were no longer holding shotguns. They were holding walkie-talkies. And he said I, he regretted doing that. Mm. He said, you have to let these your movie be Speak as it was. Speak for itself, yeah. Which uh, George Lucas, as we go back to Star Wars, has not let that happen with his movies. Yeah. But he's like, it has to be a product of the time, and you have to let it stand mm-hmm. on its own and not be like, oh, yeah. if I made that today, I'd have walkie-talkies. He's like. Yeah. So um, anyway, are we done? <clears throat> I'm sweating like like mad <laughs> i mean it is cooling off a it's little bit outside i can hear kids mouths. yelling outside so it's probably in the background of our uh, microphones Maybe. i can hear it too uh, but that's it, it adds character and ambiance to this yeah um, it's like oh this show it's yeah well that's it huh i gotta get a drink of water maybe <laughs> make a pitcher of lemonade check Love in on the uh, nhl finals <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go to but, bed. By the way, the, the NHL finals are between the Florida Panthers and Las Vegas Knights or something. And I'll tell you what, when I think of ice hockey, I think of Florida and Las Vegas. <laughs> Those are the two places, but I think, you know what? That makes sense. This makes total sense. Like if I lived well, you in know Florida why they're great at it. Like it's because I, it's so hot. If there, I lived in Florida they eat ice rinks. If I lived in Florida, cool. I wouldn't be bothering to follow an ice hockey team because I'd be there's so much. Stop playing with that thing. We can hear it. The we can hear it through your microphone. All right. Anyway, <laughs> if I lived in Florida, I would not be worried about ice hockey. Let me just put it to you that way. What if you liked ice hockey? I do, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I, can't, I, I like. I think of, when I think of ice hockey, I think of Toronto, the Maple Leafs. Yeah, but I also or the Hartford Whalers. There's indoor or rinks. Chicago. Yeah, but if you're in Florida. It's like say we're gonna have beach beach volleyball 
<laughs> in in, uh, in Quebec <laughs> in January. <laughs> it's like playing ice hockey in Florida in in June. I mean, come on. I think it's fine. It's because you just don't understand. Because I have you no morals. Understand. You have no morals. You're going to go see Indiana Jones 5. You have no standards. Yeah. And I'm going to go see Barbie. And you're going to... Oh, don't even get me started. It. I saw the trailer for it. It said, if you love Barbie, this is the movie for you. If you hate Barbie, this is the movie for you. And I'm like, I don't love Barbie or hate Barbie. So it's not the <laughs> it's movie not for me. For I'm just well, not going to go. Thing. I'm just not going to... It wasn't I don't, made for you. I don't. It was made Clearly. for girls who It wasn't play with made Barbies. for smart people. <laughs> no. What is what do you have against the Barbie movie? If they made I don't have anything against it. It's just like I'm not going to I'm yeah, not Yeah, you don't have to You're see not going to convince me that oh, it doesn't matter if you played with Barbies or not. You're going to no, love this movie. I, I definitely think that it requires some knowledge of Barbie. <laughs> I understand what knowledge and, is there to know? Ken, Barbie, Skipper, um the Beach House um dream house the, the dream house and the corvette the pink corvette you're good to go that's all you need to know i don't need to see a movie about it no but barbie what... enters the real world or whatever <laughs> what i mean to say is it's that... like it's like an enchanted but with barbie she enters the real world speaking of horrible my remakes, feet are flat speaking of horrible remakes disenchanted or horrible sequels disenchanted awful I, movie i didn't know there was a sequel oh but... it was terrible don't watch it <laughs> i won't don't worry no 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 worries bub what other movies am i gonna go see what other movies are we not going the to willy talk wonka about? prequel no with timothy chalamet nobody's going to see that i'm mess. going to see it they've they've got totally have no ideas they've, they've run out of ideas yeah that's the sad thing is like every single movie that's coming out is like a prequel a sequel a remake or an adaptation well it's been that way for a long time now yeah, it's not a new thing, but it's just like I'm becoming more aware of it now. Everything is intellectual properties. Yeah. Marvel we, movies. Yeah, we got to make um it's all franchise. Lucasfilm, Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, Indiana Jones movies, DC movies. It's all about the intellectual properties, the franchises, and uh nothing nothing original is happening anymore. That's why and that's why the 65,000 years What was of... the last original movie I saw? <laughs> I don't know. 1917? I don't know. That's the last time you went to see an original movie? It was in 1917? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Did they even have movies in 1917? Yeah, they were silent pictures. Oh, they okay. Were, they were... Uh... Yeah, they were, they were no, silent. No, I meant the movie 1917. I, I, I only watch talkies. Um, and they have to be in color. My favorite movie is that that movie of the train. The Great Train Robbery? The great, no, just the one where the train came towards the camera. And scared everybody. And scared everybody. That's my favorite they movie. They thought they were going to get hit by a train. Yeah. I think it's called Train Scares an Audience. <laughs> is that the name of it? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Are we done? Yeah, we can be. I just, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's so hot. Who records podcasts in the summer with the air conditioning on? Well, usually people... <laughs> podcast studios right okay so bottom line bottom line is um we've made it to 22 episodes yeah i just i yeah i feel like you don't enjoy doing these i do enjoy them but then we start talking about things that i that i hate myself for talking about like star wars well why do you why you don't need to hate yourself? i just don't want to talk about it anymore i just don't we got to have like a 
uh, a list of things on the wall to not mention. Yeah, I just don't want. It's just. I just don't want to talk. Things about it you should never discuss. I, this is at least family. the fourth episode where I've politics, religion, l- ended and Star Wars. depressed because we talked about Star Wars. So you shouldn't let it affect oh, you so much. And I'm tired, and I'm hot. My ears are sweating like crazy. <laughs> That's why you need. I'm earbuds. probably gonna get like some kind of infection, <laughs> some staph infection, because in my ears. Because of your sweaty ears. The, sweat. <laughs> you get a- the the pads are rubbing. Oh, by the way, did I mention that I replaced all the spark plugs in my own car? <laughs> yes, you we did. We should go out on a on a positive note. Yeah, you were. You did I'm a good really thing. good at auto repairs. All good of a sudden, job. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's good. I'm gonna change my oil. I'm gonna change my own oil here in a, in a month or so. So. All right. Good to know. All right. Um, I think you get to say it this time. I think maybe. I yeah. don't remember, but you might as well be the one. It doesn't matter. We're not well, keeping track. I enjoy our little talks.